Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Girl in the Gown. I'm your host, Lauren Rogers, and today we have a special guest joining us all the way from Texas. So glad you could join us today, Sloan. I'm so happy to be here, and it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Sloan here is your Nam Myth South Texas junior teen, and you may even know her from being a star on TikTok, where she has over 480,000 followers. Today, we are going to talk about all her experiences with pageantry in light of our national pageant being only a week away and her rise to TikTok fame and more. Starting off strong, how did you get into pageantry? So this was completely from me. My family knew nothing about pageantry, even though we're in Texas. But I had seen, I'm sure we all have, toddlers and tiaras on YouTube. (laughs) And even the show Kim of Queens. Have you heard of that one? It's another pageant reality show. A little less toxic than toddlers and tiaras, but still pretty glitzy. But it definitely intrigues me. And I've always loved public speaking, theater, just performing and being on a stage. So I started to do research about it. And Nam was the first thing that showed up and it immediately caught my eye. So I handled all of the things, but I knew absolutely nothing. I was 12 years old and just going for it myself. And my parents were like, whatever, let her do her thing. And the first time it was a lot of fun, but I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, my dress was completely the wrong idea. I was a total newbie, but I still had a lot of fun and it caught my attention. And so right after that first one, I realized all that I was missing. I realized coaches were a thing. I had no idea about that and that you could make your clothing fit you through tailors. That was a foreign concept too. But I figured all of it out, came back the next year, runnered up. And then this last year, I was finally able to win. But yeah, I'm really happy that I got into it and that I was able to do that research and choose to do it myself because I think that my passion for it really shows. Awesome. Well, I love to hear that. So it sounds like you've been competing for three years. Am I right? Yes. Awesome. So what is the biggest lesson you have learned from competing in pageants? Well, I think it's primarily untaught me so much of what I thought I knew about pageantry. Again, those misconceptions in the media, those memes of girls poorly answering on stage questions and so on and so forth. And it kind of broke down all of my stereotypes that maybe I didn't even know I had in my head. And I started to see those skills manifest themselves in their life. Those interview skills that we get in the interview, helping me when I'm communicating with brands on TikTok or an interview I did with Teen Vogue as well and getting to have those skills that they've developed us and the public speaking that makes me a better competitor in speech and debate. And even the confidence and grace we get to have in evening gown that just helps me on a daily basis. So I really had it teach me a lot of things, but also unteach me things too. Awesome. That's really cool. I mean, I have to credit all my public speaking skills to National American Miss too. So I'm totally understanding where you're coming from. But also one thing I absolutely love about National American Miss is that the community service is 10% of our final score. So I'd love to know, what is your community service project? So for me, I in my community specifically, my favorite place of work is with the homeless community. I live in Austin, Texas. That's, you know, everywhere. And getting to do care kits and connect with them is really important to me. 
But really, I don't think community service is necessarily all about just donations or hours. It's taking what you're really good at and what you do best and doing good with that. So for me and my personal platform, I'm great at reaching out to my generation. I do that on my TikTok, of course. And that's why I decided that I would focus on an issue that is faced by teens and maybe not as um, urgent immediately, but I think that it's going to have repercussions if it's not fixed. And that's that so much of our teens don't know how to publicly speak at all. And obviously you aren't affected. Most of these girls at National American Miss aren't either, but I think you can tell even seeing kids do class presentations that, you know, we are probably the worst communicators yet. And it's because we're so online and we also had COVID, which I'm sure does not help in that department. Oh, yeah. But it's a shame because we we have a lot to say. You can tell it by opening any comment section in a TikTok video, even my own. Yeah, 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 so we need to be able to to say that well and help ourselves. And so that's what I'm really focusing on with my initiative called Speak Now Teens, little Taylor Swift plug in that title. Um, And I do videos that are giving advice on those types of things. And it's been really awesome to hear girls tell me that they join speech and debate because of me, or, you know, they're starting to raise their hand more in class and be more involved because I think that that's what's really going to help us. And so even though I really love doing my work with the homeless community, it almost feels like my stuff with teenagers is kind of on the defense or the preventative because I'm giving us the skills that we'll need to advocate for ourselves as we continue to grow up. I love to hear that. I mean, I really wish everybody in my school could be able to hear that. I know not everybody listens to my podcast, but being able to listen to somebody like you who's a TikTok influencer, it's absolutely amazing. I love to see that you're reaching your target audience with this. That's absolutely amazing. So moving on, I loved hearing about that, by the way. That was amazing. (laughs) Moving on, I saw that you posted a poem on your Instagram page. So when did you realize that you loved writing? And is there anyone in particular that got you into poetry? Well, I have a funny story for this one, okay? Whenever I went to uh, my old school when I was just maybe 10 or 11 years old, I had some major beef with this particular boy. And we would kind of roast each other a lot. And eventually people were going, you guys should do a rap battle. Everyone was encouraging us to do it in the school. And I was so down because, you know, I've always known I was a pretty good writer and you know that I'm brave enough to speak in such a way and we got to work on creating these raps to each other and we just went at it in front of the entire school doing these raps and I sort of started to realize "Mm, I'm kind of I've kind of got some flow in my raps and so my mom helped me make a little Instagram called Sloan the Rapper and it's still out there if you guys want to check that out it's pretty interesting but 10 year old me just spinning these rhymes and even though they were mostly just dissing that guy or saying I'm the best ever you know I still really enjoyed the writing process and I was pretty quick with it and I had lots of fun and I won all three of the rap battles that I did with that kid and (laughs) we recently did one just for the nostalgia of it all at someone's birthday party and it was pretty awesome but from my raps I started to think maybe I should channel these rhyming skills into something a little bit better and less roast roasting if you know what I'm saying so I started to do poetry as well really spoken word because again I think if I can speak it it'll be awesome I love public speaking and so I decided to start doing that and I'd find topics that I was interested in or 
things I thought were facing our generation issues and turning those into spoken word poems. And that's what I compete as my talent for National American Miss. And it's really fun to get to be able to do that. And honestly, it was one of the initial reasons I think I did sign up for that pageant because I wanted to perform my spoken word poems because there's not really an avenue to for younger kids. They are really just in bars or clubs. You'll hear poem performances. And then, you know, I like to write some down for fun as well. But overall, it's a spoken word poetry. And I always feel pretty happy when I do it because it just reminds me of Sloan the Rapper at age 10. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. That's actually, that's got to be the funniest story I've heard about that oh my gosh that's so funny oh the rap battles are amazing um do you have a favorite poem that you've written I'd love to hear about that oh I I really like the poem that I did at the my very first pageant even though you know didn't do very well I believe I won the talent section and that's kind of what motivated me to come back despite not even getting in the top 10 and it was just it was about you know, insecurity and not feeling like you're good enough. And it's just so sweet to watch it back. And I, you know, the poem I'm writing now for nationals and the I compete at state, those are special. But to be able to hear it from the younger version of yourself and have her say you are enough and in such a cool little poetic way, it really <laughs> just, it makes me really happy to watch it back. And it makes me feel like I should that I am enough and that I should take those things to heart. And I just think it's really cool that I was able to create a poem like that at a young age. And so it's pretty special to me. I I write things down in my notes app. I wonder, have you seen all the TikToks that go, it's something about a woman's notes app has more intrigue and mystery than any film? Yes, I have. I 100% agree. My friends and I actually write down everything from (laughs) our little game night plans to absolutely random, like, I don't know. It's, I totally agree. So do you write down a lot of your uh, poems in your notes app? Oh my goodness. My notes app is a crazy thing. I <laughs> it's, it's truly a pocket into myself. But yeah, I write down all my ideas, lots of little poems or songs. I really, I do enjoy songwriting too. I guess that takes it back to rapping once again. <laughs> but yeah, I write down everything in there. And so I get to look back and see the things that I wrote when I was really young. I even wrote a little story about pageantry it was pretty glitzy, but it was about these little girls competing in a pageant and I had completely forgotten I'd read it. And to look back and be able to see all of those things that I've written and for all of us, looking back at all the little notes, it's what I always do on planes and it's very fun to see. Me too. I I do that too. So is, it, is there anywhere you find inspiration for your poems, like anywhere specific? Yeah, I would say outside. I Even though A lot of people think, oh, you know, influencer always on her phone. Really, I'm always outside in the forest behind my house. And people think it's a little bit weird because, you know, last in the spring, it's a little still a little hot right now in Texas. But I would go for three or four hours after school every day into those forests and just go so far. And one time I was over an hour away and I had to get picked up because I had no idea where I was. I just go and I just keep going. And it's so fun because I come up with all these stories in my head and I have all these characters. I'm very creative in that way. And I even would look for, again, some people say this is a serial killer trait, but we just ignore that. (laughs) I sometimes find animal bones and that's actually, it's cool to see And I really just like to scavenge and pretend I was in a simpler time without all this technology. But I think I get a lot of my poetic inspiration out there. And I like to 
recite things and look around at nature, but I think it's really important. People always say to touch grass and it's actually (laughs) good advice because it's so nice to just be outside and be able to take that time with yourself. Oh yeah. I love any chance that I get outside. I could totally see that being a really great spot for inspiration. Um, So I would also like to know, do you have a favorite author? Ooh, that is such a hard question because you know, I I love to read. I'm obsessed with reading. I go a book a day, maybe, um, maybe a little less during school because I read so much. But there's this one author called Stephanie Garber is her name. She wrote the Carnival series and the Once Upon a Broken Heart series, which are two very magical books. And I obviously I really liked her writing because it's very descriptive and I believe she has synesthesia. And so there's all this color play and it just makes it very immersive to read it. But really, I noticed formal wear is not my favorite competition. I've always kind of struggled with it, especially starting pageantry, maybe a little later than some of the other Texas girls. But I would just pretend that I'm in one of her novels and that I'm in this magical fantasy world whenever I'm walking across that stage and I'm invited to some ball and it makes it so much more enjoyable. So I really channel her and I love, love, love her books. I just, ooh, I can read them in 10 minutes if you give me the time, but she's awesome. You should check her out, Stephanie Garber. Absolutely. She's going directly onto my reading list. I have not been able to read as much lately, and now I definitely need to get into it. I'll probably buy one of her books before Nationals, so I have something to do on the plane. Yes. (laughs) Finally, I'd like to talk about your rise to fame on the popular app TikTok. How did you get started, and how did you gain a following? Well, I've always been really into social media as well. I did a cat Instagram when I was younger. And, you know, even though it wasn't much of a big deal, we didn't have that many followers. Still, there was so much of the business side of it, curating a list of hashtags and figuring out what captions I was going to do and creative ways to make my cats really shine. And I was able to do that. And I did that for my writing as well whenever I was writing this uh, dystopian novel when I was about 11. I made a TikTok for that too. And same with ballet. Whenever I danced, I made a dance TikTok as well. And it kind of became a recurring joke. Oh, Sloan can go viral every time. She's got all these TikTok accounts, whatever and whatever. And I always test that theory and think, why make all of my interests and things go viral whenever I could just kind of make myself go viral too, you know, because that's even more exciting. And it sort of started out as just a thing for fun. I was bored on vacation when I posted my first video on that account. But again, it started to do well and I immediately saw that success. And so I continued doing it and made it into something more of myself. However, I'm sure you can tell a big, big part of it is kind of blurring the lines between uh, satirical content and, you know, some of the recent trends. And since I think I've always had that little knack for getting people to to comment and to be engaged. And a big way to do that, you know, is is through having something a little cringy or having a joke that maybe not everyone will get, but still making sure to have it all be positive. I really work to do that. And I think another thing that really contributed to me growing um, unfortunately is my hair. I have trichotillomania, which is a anxiety related disorder. And so my hair isn't always perfect at all times. And people are pretty quick to comment that. I mean, people will find anything to comment on, on the internet, you know, that's just how it goes. But again, another thing to comment on, I kind of had to embrace that and accept that, you know, this hair, it's not going anywhere. And if it's going to help me great. And if I can 
be one to talk about it and raise awareness for this thing that a lot of people do struggle with even better. So I started to get messages from girls saying that I made them feel more confident about their hair or anything like that, or really just being able to take all of the sometimes rude messages that I get on there and work work through it and still make sure to have my confidence and have things together. But I really just love the business element behind it. I've gotten to sign with an agent recently. And so I get to do more brand deals and figure out how to market products in the best way. And it's honestly just been the most incredible journey, even though obviously there's some hard parts of it with some of the backlash that I receive being a teenager and all, it's just so worth it. And I honestly, I think every day I sit there and think, I'm just the luckiest girl ever to have this platform and to get all of these things and have all these sweet people from around the world that are supporting me. It's, it's awesome. And I get to use it to spread NAM as well. Awesome. I, I love hearing about that. I've always wanted to pick the brain of a TikTok influencer. So <laughs> I love hearing about that. Um, my biggest question, my biggest like follow-up question is how do you combat that hate on the internet? Cause I'm sure it's not easy. Yeah, it, it's definitely been a journey. And although I think oftentimes we want to share our struggles and say, and I totally conquered it, it just hit me in one big moment. I don't really think it works like that. You know, it's something that you endure and you you gradually learn to learn to take it. And so I think that I've accepted that it it's part of the deal. You know, if I want the glamour and I want all these awesome friends and supporters, then I have to accept some of these rude comments too. But really it's, it's, you can't get rid of them. You can't take them away. No matter how much I fix my hair or do this or that, they're always going to be, there's always going to be something new. So it's really about figuring out who you are outside of that and making sure that you still have a strong identity and confidence. Because there was one point where honestly, it felt like my TikTok account was everything. It was my extracurricular. It was my my passion. And whenever my account got banned and I went a week with absolutely nothing at all, I realized just how fleeting it was and how, you know, you can go away from the internet and they'll all forget because it's just such a huge, rapid myriad of content creators and everything. You can just scroll forever and ever and really it can go away so fast. And so I learn to build myself outside of that and have a sense of confidence and really going out into the forest, honestly, I think is was so helpful for me along with reading and finding other things that I'm passionate about and other things that I'm good at and things that I can, you know, be reassured in my identity as. Then whenever I see a comment, it it just affects me less and less. It's almost like if I'm really, really tall, right? Okay. Yeah. True. If someone said to me, you're so short, you're the shortest person I ever saw, like I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't be offended because I just know that that's not true. And I, I wouldn't worry about it. It wouldn't like really get into my heart, you know? And so I try to kind of have that approach with these comments too. Even though it's maybe not saying the opposite of a trait about me, I can still just be like, whatever, you know? There's just a random person online ultimately. And there's so much kindness on there too. But again, that's just part of it. And I'm trying as best as I can to promote kindness and positivity. But, you know, it affects me less and less the more that I build myself outside of it. I love to hear about that. I mean, that's amazing. I think it, it definitely was a process for you too. Sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always wondered about that. It's something really interesting to me, how people can spread so much hate behind a screen, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
is there if you could go back in time to give your past self some tips before becoming a public figure what would you tell her well I think she'd be pretty excited about all that considering (laughs) she had had all these little things and so I think that I'd be pretty happy to hear that but I would just tell myself again you know you have value outside of comments or likes or numbers and that ultimately they don't and can't define you and to really focus on your friendships and make sure that those are a high quality too, because people are going to start to talk about things like at school, people will talk about it, people that I don't even know. And obviously it's not always kind. So it's really important to have a group of friends. Half of my friends aren't even on TikTok. They do not care. You know, no one, no one really at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, it's just a thing that I have for fun on the side and to kind of feel to kind of separate it from my everyday life, to not make it everything. I don't have to film every single moment of my life. And even though being real and authentic is so important, it's also important not to give up too much of yourself and to put all that you are out there because, you know, that's whenever it can start to hurt whenever people hate that. And so I think that in a way, the satire was sort of a shield so that I understood, no, this isn't true what they're saying, you know? And so I would really just tell myself that you need to establish a great support system outside of TikTok and to continue doing all those other things and not to let it take over. Because again, it's so fleeting. I don't think I want TikTok to be my career because it can vanish in just an instant and there's your income, there's everything gone. So it can't be everything, you know? Yeah, I agree. So speaking of careers, um, what do you want to be when you grow up? I think I want to be a broadcast journalist, like a news correspondent nationally, just because I love public speaking so much and writing as well. There's a huge journalism aspect of that job, being able to go out there, speak with people and find the story. I mean, you're a broadcaster of yourself and I'm sure it's pretty exciting. So I think that that'd be a great thing to do. And I know lots of people go into career fields like that coming from pageants because you have familiarity with talking with people, public speaking, and being all done up at early hours of the morning. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's something that I'm having a little trouble accepting will be a part of that job. They have to wake up at 3 or 4 a.m. We're going to work on that. Maybe, Maybe I can change something about that whenever it's my time but I think that that would just be such a perfect way to be able to speak and influence and I still want to continue all these other things that I doing that I do I want to continue pageantry and I might still want to have my TikTok there especially throughout college it's such a great way for me to get by and have a really unique life experience and certainly a story worth telling but I also yeah I just want to continue writing and competing in pageants but ultimately I think it'd be so much fun to be able to speak in front of everyone every day. I love that. I could totally see you being a news broadcaster. That would be such a perfect profession for you. Uh, last one of my questions is, has TikTok, has TikTok helped you in pageantry or has pageantry helped you with TikTok? Ooh, that's a really good question. <laughs> Definitely both. I think that it's a mutualistic relationship because TikTok, having that platform, I really think it was the big difference between the year I got second runner up and the year I won because ultimately it's a business and it's looking to be marketed and I'm able to do that. My audience is 93% female and it is mostly these younger girls and it's so perfect 
because I can talk about National American Miss. I've, I've already increased their hashtag on TikTok up by 25 million views just since I've won the crown. And it's so awesome to be able to promote their system on there and to talk about that in the interview and during my introduction. And so I think it has helped me in pageantry that way. But also on the other side of that, pageantry has given me a lot of the media skills and obviously the confidence that I need to conquer some of the aspects that go along with it. It's made me more eloquent and creative, which is a huge part of it as well. So I really think it goes hand in hand. And I think it's super important for all pageant competitors to have at least some sort of a presence on social media because it's all about promoting yourself, the system and your service. And those things are much easier done through social media. Wow. That's amazing. The tw- the increasing the hashtag by so many millions, did you say 25 million? Yes. <laughs> that is huge. So just being able to hear that you're reaching a completely new audience through your TikTok, also promoting National American Miss is amazing. Wow, that's actually so cool. Thank you. <laughs> so finally, I have a couple rapid fire questions for you. Um, right. You don't need to like elaborate too much on these. And I would just like to hear a little bit about um, your personal life. Yeah. Awesome. So, first up, I have, what is your favorite book? Once Upon a Broken Heart. Awesome. What is your favorite show slash movie? I'm watching Anne with an E right now and I'm really enjoying it. Wow, love that. Who is your favorite music artist and do you have a favorite song from them? Taylor Swift, basic answer. I like the song Fearless. Oh, great song. I love her. <laughs> what is your biggest accomplishment? I would say the following that I built on TikTok and all that it has opened up for me to do. I love that. And what are you most excited for at Nationals? To meet all of you guys, my fellow state queens. I bet you're excited too. Oh yeah, I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's going to be an amazing time. I'm so excited for all the themed rehearsals, all the little things that we're going to be doing. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. But I think that just about wraps it up. So is there anything else you'd like to add that we didn't cover? I don't think so. You did an awesome job. That was very fun. Thank you. Well, I'd like you all to keep in touch with Sloan throughout her reign as Miss South Texas Junior Teen. So where is the best way for our listeners to follow you? On Instagram over at the Nam TX Junior Teen underscore South or easier you can find me at at Sloan Alex underscore and of course Sloan Style with an extra E on TikTok. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Signing off, I am Lauren Rogers. Thank you.